This call is being recorded. All right, team, thank you so much for jumping on the call this morning. I appreciate it. Today's call is on the topic, contacts equal contracts. All right. And just want to take you down memory lane here. I don't know if it's a very good one for me, but I will. Um, When I started my full-time career in real estate brokerage in 2001, I was sold kind of a bag of falsities by the industry. Got to be honest. I was sold on this concept of being transactional, that the closing was everything. Sell a property, close it, move on. It wasn't until I had my real estate heart attack in 2008 to see just how misguided that concept turned out to be. And I take full responsibility for that. I had not done my research, but my brokerage at the time hadn't point, pointed me in any you know, direction to give me any other conclusion. So I just went with the flow. And that same flow that was in the market during that period of time is still very prevalent today in this industry. And you know, it's still hard for me to believe the surveys that Bozillo and National Association of Realtors put out that states that only six to nine percent of brokers stay in contact with their clients post close. All the while, the latest stats from the Direct Marketing Association and other you know marketing industry associations show that it's six to seven times less expensive to market to those that already know you, like you, and trust you. So. This, this, tr- this realization has truly been my motivation has been the reason that I got into leadership in 2013 and took on this role as your coach. And that's a whole nother topic. And at some point I would love to share it with you, but it really was the reason it was such an eye-opening experience for me after I saw what happened to my business as it doubled four times in five years during the heart of a recession. And I did that solely on what I'm going to talk to you about today. So why is it so hard to maintain a relationship with our clients post-transaction? And I got to say, some of you guys are doing a great job of this. It's just that I'm speaking to the 90% here. Okay. Why is it so hard? It's because we've created a mindset that following up and maintaining that re- maintaining those relationships is selling. Okay? Society has given selling a negative connotation. During the 50s to the 70s and into the early 80s, salespeople were taught to go after the money that was theirs. That money that's in your pocket is mine and I'm going to come get it. That's literally how they taught salespeople to teach. Still, the movies like Wolf of Wall Street show exactly this mentality. Let's create scripts so we can go get something from someone. Right? And we struggle with this because many of us, we're not built that way. We don't want to take on that same reputation as the car dealers, the car dealerships. We don't want the reputation of being a salesperson. So in everything, it starts with mindset. It starts with shifting and reframing 
how we look and think about ourselves. Remember, 80% 80% mindset, 20% execution. Starts there. Starts between the years. So is maintaining a relationship selling or are we adding value? Sandus Bilgi, our VP of Global Training for Sotheby's International Realty, reminded us on Friday that the average lifetime value of a past client is $120,000 through referrals, introductions, business that they do. Think about that and, and let it sink in. No one really wants to go identify a new plumber every time they need a plumber. No one wants to identify and research a new hairstylist every time they need a haircut. And same thing goes for a real estate broker. Once you have the relationship, and here's some more stats. Once your clients have a relationship with you, industry stats say that 88% plus, according to Zillow, would use their broker again, but only 12% end up using that said broker the second and third time, okay? And in this group of talented brokers, that 88% is much higher. And I'm sure the 12% is too. But that's the industry stats. Now, why is that? It's because the broker, 90% of the time, one night stands their client. And to drastically improve that percentage, it is up to the individual broker to maintain contact and add value over the lifetime of that relationship. Growing up, you know, I would hear the, the phrase, absence makes the heart grow fonder, which in personal relationships with families, I'm sh that's true in most case, cases. But with in a relationship with a client, absence makes the heart go wander. That's the reality. So your past clients all know a handful of agents. So they go with the one that is top of mind when it's time to use a broker. In marketing, top of mind is explained by describing who or what comes to mind first when the topic of a product or service is brought up. Top of mind marketing. Coca-Cola or Budweiser don't have to really spend all that much on marketing because their products are so ingrained into our society. They're on end caps of every grocery store, right? They take up full aisles at a grocery store. But they still spend hundreds of millions of dollars just to stay top of mind. Now, the real question for you is, are you top of mind with your sphere? And to stay TOM as a real estate broker, it is really so easy. It, it, it's not even fair. Okay, let me give you a really simple, some really simple entry level tips to get started. Okay. Now, these tips will be more than 97% of all brokers will do, and it will cost you very little money. In and time in relation to its impact. Okay, so here we go. Are you ready? Um, and for those of you that have already done this, thank you. 
it's a, this is just a good, you know, reevaluation of where you're at. Okay. So number one, start by creating your list and de develop a database. Now, I don't want you to just create a database to create a database. In fact, I'd almost prefer that you start with a spreadsheet if you have no database at all. Okay. So many people spend so much time on a database and they never actually do what's important. Okay. If you're very entry level, start with a spreadsheet and grow into a database. Number two, friend all of your clients on Facebook and follow them on Instagram. Okay. Three, identify the birthday of every one of your clients and send a gift card and a, excuse me, a card and a gift card annually. Where do you get these birthdays? Most people have their birthday on Facebook. I can tell you right now, the best return on investment that I had during that five-year stretch when I was building my business and doubling it four times in five years was my birthday card program. And you would think, oh, Jim, that's so rudimentary. But you know who called me and thanked me the most? Were the people that were at the top of the food chain. Because nobody ever really sent handwritten notes. They don't get that type of attention. Well, most people don't. Let's, let's face it. But I got... That was an unbelievable program that shows you how thoughtful you can be. And it's an annual reminder. Now, number four, schedule touch points every 90 days using the birth date as your access date. Okay. You can use Outlook tasks or Google reminders as your initial software. It's all there. It's in your Outlook. It's in your Google suite. It's all there. It's on your phone. This is literally low cost, immediate impact stuff. Okay. So schedule those touch points as a reoccurrence every 90 days off of the birthday as an access point. Number five, develop a gifting program around the holidays. I prefer Thanksgiving. Number six, develop a gifting program around Memorial Day, which is about a six-month time frame there, okay? Seven, gift all major life events like births, engagements, weddings, et cetera. And again, almost all life events are, are almost always posted on Facebook. If there's a death in the family, a sympathy note is so powerful. And again, we're not doing this to, we're doing this to just show that we care, that we want to add value. Okay. You got to go in with that, that frequency that you're here to help and add value, not so much as a strategy to go get money from someone. This is all coming from your core of kindness, right? Number eight, don't forget the pets and the children. Super important. You can almost have a bigger impact on your clients if you remember the kids and the pets. Nine, for those scheduled reach outs, use texts, direct messages, record a quick video and send it via text. That's my new favorite. Phone calls, of course, quick email, invites to coffee. Okay, stay personal. Calling to see how you're how you're doing. That's where this book, Seven, Seven Levels of Communication by Michael Mayer, 
came up before I started recording. I brought that up as a book suggestion. Um, you know, I know everybody has their stories about Comcast and it can be kind of a nightmare, but I got to tell you, um, I had a service issue that got kicked up after three attempts. Now I have somebody calling me every week on Sunday to see if I'm doing okay. And they're going to do that for a month and then a mo every month thereafter for three months. Now we should have never gotten to that place, but guess what? I love the follow-up. I love those touch points. They probably saved me as a client. And number 10, you got a plan and you've got to spend some time on Sundays or over the weekend to set up your plans for the week, review your upcoming tasks and reminders and start to mentally prepare for your reach outs. Okay. You know that you got 10, 12 people that week to call. You're going to have periods in your schedule that will free up and it's going to give you more time. Just do it. Okay. So how much time and money does this involve? Okay. And again, before I go there, I, what I just told you is super basic, right? But the whole concept around mastery is, you know, the ability to take something really, what some people would feel as extensive and boil it down into the most basic terms. Mark Twain quoted, to be a master, you have to communicate the most complex items and make it easy to understand, okay? So how much is this gonna cost? How much money does this involve? Now, I coach you all to a top 100. A top 100 to, should take about five years plus to develop should you maintain the steps above during those five years, right? So as clients come in, you know, you maintain those, those relationships over time, right? So you never ever have to go back and reconnect. For the purpose of this exercise though, let's use the number 65 because I feel like I see most agents with some, you know, that I'm around at least are in that 50 to 75 range, okay? Um, so let's just use the number 65. Now per person in your top 100, you will invest about an hour a year on these steps to maintain that relationship, which equals to about 65 hours for the year. So 65 hours for this project, right? Like that's an hour a week, hour and a half a week, two hours a week. Your annual budget per person in your top 100 at $65 will be about, or sorry, at, for those 65 would be about $100 per person for all the gifting, et cetera. And that's probably overboard, quite honestly, depending on the year. But if you do two gifting campaigns in the fall and in the, in the spring and birthdays, et cetera, I just threw in a hundred. If you're starting from scratch and you have to go back and reconnect, build a database, add an extra 50 hours. Okay. So right now, for a business that, you know, needs to be reconnected, you're at about 115 hours and 6,500 bucks. Okay. Note, and this is what I hear a lot. Well, Jim, what can I do to automate this? I'm, I'm giving a, I'm giving a talk at, um, at 
Live Connect in Denver four or five years ago, and somebody raised their hand and said, Jim, do you know of any software that can, can, can automate all of this so I don't have to do it? Um, half of the group said, we're kind of looking for that answer because that's what they wanted. The other group kind of got that, oh my gosh, did, did she just ask that? The reality is, folks, you cannot automate this process. You cannot, you cannot automate thoughtfulness. It requires your input. It requires you making the phone call. Okay? It requires you sending a text. It requires you making the effort. Because it would almost, it's almost worse if it's not you. If you try to automate it, people will start to feel commoditized. It's exactly the opposite of what you want. So let me ask you a question. Will you get an extra closing that first year to more than cover the cost of your time in financial output? Absolutely you will. And, and you'll probably, in most cases, 2x your business in year two. Okay? Takes that year to build the momentum and then year two, you're going to 2x. All right? So we have an agent actually within the firm. I, I could give examples and examples and examples of people that have had success with this. But the one that I, I love um, that I'm going to talk about today is, um, and just tell you how timeless this is, but I was teaching Take Flight back in, well, this time of the year in 2012, so nine years ago. I had an agent show up who had had just a, a difficult year the previous year, her production was 25 to 30% of what it had, had been in years past, but lot, let a difficult situation get her in um, kind of a difficult mindset. So she came to my course, came to my class, and committed in class number one of the six to go and reconnect with her entire database over that in of the course over the course of 2012. That agent went from six to 18 million just by picking up the phone and reconnecting with their clients. Some of the, some of the calls were not, were fairly difficult. Some of her clients weren't real happy that it had taken so long. She's one that creates a lot of great re relationships, but because of that reconnection, she was able to triple her business just by getting on the phone. And that's, that was her one big thing for 2012. All right. So what did she do? She just provided value and built and strengthened her database. Okay. And that's how you build your business. In fact, the law of compensation states that your income is equated by the value you create times the number of people you help straight out of Bob Berg's, the go-giver. Okay. Now, I could spend hours and hours and hours on this concept of marketing and influence, but in a nutshell, it all relates back to the fact that we, as members of society, hire who we know, like, and trust. So selling isn't about some well-memorized script. It's about the person you are, your specific knowledge, and the value you create. Another story that I 
that I, I really love is the story of um, the father of one of our agents who is a um, a 75 plus year old man who's a farmer downstate Illinois. And um, he, he's a very simple man, doesn't buy very much, doesn't spend very much on himself, never has, has the same overalls he's had for a long time. Um, and, uh, but there is one thing that he buys every two years and that is a new Ford F-150. And why is that? Well, he buys a new Ford F-150 every two years because the dealer, his person at the dealership sends him a note, calls him on his birthday. And because of that influence, he goes in and buys a new Ford F-150 every two years because somebody once a year reaches out to him and see how, sees how he's doing. Down deep, even the toughest of us love to be checked in on. And that's what creating a value is all about. Again, it's not a script. It's not something we do to someone is what we are. And if I could sum up through this call and challenge you to add the following guiding principle to your business, it would be this. And I will end with this guiding principle. Okay. The lifeblood of your business is to create value and remind your sphere of who you are, your knowledge, and the value you can create. On top of that, your mission is to continue to level up in all three of these areas throughout your career. Your income will follow. Okay, so just remember that, that law of compensation and how your job is to become a better person every single day in those three areas. If you do that, the result is guaranteed. Start with your mind, create a mindset of adding value instead of selling. We don't sell homes. We create relationships and we compound those relationships over time. Team, thank you so much for jumping on the call this morning. I appreciate it. Hope you got some value out of this. I'll for sure be uh, posting this and you'll be able to listen again. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a great week and stay safe.